welcome to TBH Beyond Borders podcast. This is episode two, and I'm here with Tim. Thank you so much for being here, Tim. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. So, for those of you who don't know, Tim is the host of Fresh Crew Radio on the Four EB channel. Um, Tim here is uh, representing the uh, Pacifica community, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people, including me, uh, aren't enlightened or informed a lot about the Pacifica community and culture. So this will be something that uh, I would love to talk to you about. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the first things uh, that I want to talk about is that when we talk about international students, uh, the one thing that we struggle with actively or passively is is identity. Mm. So I think it's if if it is a challenge for me, who's you know from one country with parents from two different religions, I believe it is also a bigger challenge for you. Because you were born in Canada, um, you came to Brisbane when you were nine months old. Your mom is from Samoa Islands, and your father is from Fiji, yeah. but from a Chinese family. Yes, <laughs> it's too complicated. <laughs> it's a mouthful. So, so how is that? Like, how how was it to grow up with with such a such a diverse identity? Yeah, well, I would be lying if I would say that it was easy. It was definitely tough, especially growing up in Australia. Right. But just to make things clear, I'm not an international student. Yeah. Yeah. However, we do share so many similarities when yeah. it comes to culture and family. But it was definitely a tough challenge for me, growing up and being able to adapt to so many different environments and yeah. people. Um, especially the schools that I went to, I attended, I attended predominantly white schools right. um, throughout my whole life, and I attended private schools as well. So I think that just added to the complexity of being mixed Pacific Islander, not being born in Australia, but then being raised in Australia. So another layer of identity crisis would also come from the fact that um, as Pacific Islanders, the identity that you might share with Australia or Australians is is not of the Australia that we see now yeah. is more towards the Aboriginal Australian identity that yeah. you might relate to. Well, I think it's just on my perspectives and just what I am passionate about and yeah. um, how I decide to carry myself as a Pacific Islander diaspora in Australia. I, When I think of Australia, I think of Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and South Sea Islander culture. Right. And not necessarily how Australia is portrayed to the wider world, right. which is, in most cases, um, very, I guess, white portrayed. And right. um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of conflicts of interest when it comes to speaking about what is Australia, right. what is an Australian culture, right. especially when we see so many cases of people saying, go back to where you come from. <laughs> but if we say, go back to where you come from, where are you from right, then? Right, right. Because we're not all from here, we're all settlers if yeah. we are not Aboriginal, Torres Islander or South Sea Islanders. So. Yeah. And I also believe that even though you're not an international student on paper in the sense that when it comes to visa or semantics or technicalities, I, I believe that um, even though there are a few differences between international students and, and someone like you who was born here but has a, a vivid um, multicultural background, um, I think we are united on much bigger things, yeah. such as fitting into a new society, um, trying to um, settle and trying to um, be comfortable with the new environment mm. that we're alien to. So as someone who has a very diverse background, um, how how was it with um, with being a student here? 
Yeah, um, as I said before, going to predominantly white high schools exactly. or even primary school, yeah. it has been challenging and yeah. it's something that I've had to face full on um, and I've been able to spearhead it yeah. through the way that I do navigate. Yeah. So going to university was no different. Yeah. However, thanks to the support and networks that I've created within the small Pacific Islander community that yes. is at University of Queensland, I've been able to then feel more confident to study here. Yep. Uh, but as you kind of look at it, unfortunately, that has been the case, is being able to create that. Right, right. So with that being said, without that, then I may not feel right. as belonging or to welcomed. the University of Queensland. Yeah. Right. You helped create a space so that people who have a similar identity or a similar crisis of identity as you and me and we all do, yeah. um, they would be able to have a better experience exactly. in your, yeah. yeah. Um, I have to ask, so your mom's from Samoa and your dad's from Fiji, um, although his uh, ancestry comes from China. Yeah. So. Other than Australia, what country do you um, feel, feel a liking to or connect to more? Yeah, so we were briefly talking about this just before, yeah. but as I have grown up, I've come to terms with the idea that I don't actually feel that I belong to a specific country right. or culture or ethnicity or even just community group when it comes to saying if I'm Samoan or Fijian. Yeah. For a lot of people, it's a lot easier for them just to say what they are because it's based off, one, what they were raised up with, even if they are mixed, right. they're able to gravitate towards one or the other. But right. in my case, it's always been a push or pull. Um, and I always, I always say this when people ask me this, but um, there's a song by MIA, I'm sure a lot of people know it, Paper Planes. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as a music fan, I always like to look into so many different meanings behind songs. And the meaning behind Paper Planes is actually based off an experience of a corner store that she wrote the Paper Planes yeah. song. And the corner store kind of gave out visas and it was something that was just so disposable. But the whole idea of paper planes was the idea of being borderless yeah. and not having things that kind of define you or border to where you can travel to. Right. Because so, again, yeah. Mia is, uh, I think she's a Sri Lankan. She's a great example. Yeah. Of, who's now, you know, who's lived in the US. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, to me, that story of Paper Planes really resonates with yeah, me. Yeah. So whenever I think of my identity, I always think of the song Paper Planes because yeah. I don't necessarily have borders to where I belong to. Right. It's um, quite open and I'm able to conform in different spaces, but it's a blessing and a curse yeah. at the same time. Would you say, Tim, that you are beyond borders? I would say I'm beyond borders, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> But yeah, so, but I, I I'm really happy that you mentioned the uh, MIS song, um, Paper Planes, because um, the the reason that the Indian community might know the song is because yeah. it was widely used in this movie called Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, and the entire scene where it's used, I yeah. think that really it resonates with yeah, the song. Yeah. And she has spoken about that scene yeah. and how it has best projected to what the actual original music video was. So I really appreciate artists that help me feel like I resonate yes, with that. Yes. So shout out to MIA. Yeah. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. 
So um, speaking about um, borders and um, not feeling like you belong somewhere. Yeah. So other than the things that you've mentioned with your own struggles in, in being um, a Pacific Islander, although born in Canada, although living in Australia most yeah. of your life, what are the other challenges that students face? Not necessarily students who are uh, from a different background but born here, but also students who actually come um, from the Pacific Islands to study here. Um, I think it's one being language barriers, um, second being the pressures that come from their homes right. and their communities back in the islands. Yep. This idea that because in most cases, and I can't speak for all Pacific Islander international students, yep. but they, for some of them are the only Pacific Islander in their family that are representing their communities or family yeah. alone. So there's that pressure to succeed. And I have met a lot of other Pacific Islander international students that have really struggled at being at university. And it's that, I, it's that fear of failing in yeah. the face yeah. of their community, be, having to go back home with your head down saying, yeah. I could not make it. Yeah. So, so it's about, um, not only when we talk about the experiences on campus, but just so many different factors that impact their journey of just getting here in the first yeah. place. I mean, money is just another conversation and even trying to get hex, yeah. even if you have been living here for a very long time, yeah. is a completely different you know, dialogue. Because so. that I think would also resonate with a lot of international students is that for, um, if not most, then at least a significant number of us, it's. Um, you're the only person in the family who has gotten this opportunity. Yeah. And the opportunity actually comes with a with an unsaid, you know, obligation to kind of do well to an extent that you can make everyone back home proud. Yeah. And to go back home not having done that, um, even after all the um, all the things that people back home trust you with is is devastating. Um, so I, I understand that the pressure is that you do well here, or you have to go back um, and you know and live live with a it's it's a guilt in the sense yeah that, it's a guilt yeah yeah because then a lot of people will look at you and say you were given this opportunity and but it's not until they actually experience yeah, what it means yeah. to come here have to assimilate have to adapt to a yeah. culture that isn't necessarily made yeah. for them um, and it and it isn't necessarily made for them to succeed yeah. So it's those complexities yeah. that I feel like a lot of international students have to go through yeah. that a lot of people don't understand. But it means that a lot of us that do live here that are Pacific Islander have to support. Right. So that's yes. why we create groups such as University of Queensland South Pacific Islander Association, yeah. which I've been very heavily involved in for a long time. But and a great great movements just as this own podcast right. show as well. So opportunity to speak on these issues. Um, other than just sweeping it underneath the yeah, rug. Yeah. So. I, well, I do believe that um, being an international student is a challenge that you know ha has a lot of layers. Um, I do think it's it's wonderfully beautiful when you when you get it right. Mm. That's how a lot of people, a lot of international students from different countries who do well, um, and when when they uh, when they take what they've learned and they create support groups or or any kind of. Um, support system, mm. uh, be it a radio show or a youth program that, like you do, or uh, various other means that, that guests on this podcast previously have um, showcased that they've done. It's, it's really beautiful because you just make it easier and easier for students to come here. Yeah, and um, sure. you 
kind of guarantee that the experiences that you went through, if they were harsh, then you are kind of minimizing that for most students who come here. Mm. So that's why um, I, I thank you on behalf of all the Pacific Islander students. I think yeah. what you and a lot of other guests who've been on the show and a lot of other international students do, um, despite their own challenges, is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, so obviously you mentioned the motivation for um, starting the um, starting the, the group that you did at UQ and also the radio show. How did it just all come together? Yeah, well, with Fresh Crew, I just joined Fresh Crew at the beginning of last year. Yep. Um, Fresh Crew has been on air for over 20 years, based in Kangaroo wow. Point in Brisbane. So wow. it's um, been a very progressive show in terms of helping empower youth, empower Pacifica emerging and established artists, and as well as emerging radio hosts right. um, and um, emerging Pacifica community groups. So for me, it was about with Fresh Crew Radio, bringing all my experiences that I've had from the level of university or just Pacifica communities in general yeah. to Fresh Crew Radio and helping amplify that voice even more. Right. But with UQ SPEAR, so that's the acronym for UQ South Pacific Islander Association, mouthful. <laughs> but with that, I was happy to be a co-founding member of that. So alongside myself and a small team of Pacific Islanders back in 2014, we co-founded UQ Spear, yeah. and over the five years, we've had over 500 members, um, part of the UQ Spear group, um, and that's just based on empowering Pacific Islander students, yep. often on campus, and giving them that support network, as well as being able to bridge that gap in between secondary education and tertiary education right, for right. Pacific Islanders, because there's a big statistic in that Pacific Islanders don't attend university. So it's about having those statistics shift and also those different mentalities of what we can achieve by seeing a group do right, it. Right. You see the impacts that these groups have yeah. because now you can go to a lot of these Pacific community groups, whether it be out of university, and you can see the impact that it has yep. had um, based on just the different amounts of representation. So that's 500 people um, who've been part of this group or this movement? Yeah, 200. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure, maybe 500. <laughs> let's, let's say 500. It's probably 500. Because 500. even if it's 200, then that's 200 members that so many others have seen yeah. attain so tertiary education. Is, yeah. So it's obviously going to push people yeah, definitely. towards tertiary education. Um, and with, with the radio show, I think Fresh Crew Radio, um, even if you might not have active um, results, I think just passively, the fact that this show exists, yeah, that help is there for whoever needs it. I is totally great. agree. Yeah. And um, as I was saying just the other day, the need for Pacifica spaces to have platforms or just spaces for people to speak on issues, such right. as as we are right now, yeah. is so important. Yeah. So having Fresh Crew alone, because we're not too sure about on the scale of Australia, but we know for sure that we are the only Pacific Islander youth program yep. in Brisbane that yep. has been going for this long. Yep. So um, you, just much testament to a lot of the co-hosts that have come before us, yep. and as well as a lot of the people in our community that have helped ha make that happen. Yeah, There's a lot of um, ambiguity that people seem to have over climate change, and it's somehow become um, a polarizing issue, which, uh, which is confusing as a scientist. Yeah. Um, just as, in, in non-political terms, just as a scientist who can look at numbers and knows um, how data works just factually, yeah. um, it's something that you cannot deny. Yeah. You know? 
Um, so, and so a lot of people might not understand the urgency or the need to have any action on it, but I think the, the first people who would understand how imminent the, the danger is would be the Pacific Islanders. Yeah, and, and we also have a saying in the Pacific Climate Warriors, we are the least contributors to climate change. However, right. we're the ones on the front right, lines. Right. However, we're the ones that face it the most. Right. So it's kind of the irony in that we have to push for government change in Australia yep. when we're not the ones contributing to right. it. So there's that problematic, you know, the, conversation yeah. alone. Another thing that I want to talk about is obviously the Pacifica community um, comprises of um, islands, uh, Polynesian islands, Melanesian yeah. islands, Micronesian islands. And another, po uh, another problem that you pointed out within the uh, Pacifica community is that there is uh, a sort of a bias representation of Polynesian culture. Yes. Um, something that you aim to um, talk about and fight about. Um, yeah. Also as someone who has parents who belong to both the Polynesian as well as the yeah, Melanesian Melanesian. But yeah, I try not to fight about <laughs> it. But yeah, that's something I've always been really passionate about within Pacifica spaces, yeah. is making sure there is a very equal, diverse representation of Micronesian, Melanesian and Polynesian representation, especially within the climate movement. It's yeah. so important that we are representing that because yeah. Micronesia is on the forefront lines of climate change, yeah. not Polynesia as much. Right. So with saying that, a lot of these conversations also come into play with colorism being an issue right. when it comes to right. Polynesia and Melanesia. Melanesian people having more darker complexions than Polynesian people and that representation, especially when it comes to Pacifica women, right. how they're represented um, throughout you know, Australia or even in society. So when we talk about you know, that representation, it's also about making sure those voices are being heard yep. throughout all different spaces, whether it be climate change, whether it be through the fashion industry, whether it be through academic spaces right. as well. So, And that's why this is great because even though you have um, a connection to Samoan Islands, which is in Polynesia, you um, represent not just Polynesian voices, but yeah. the entire Pacifica voice. And that's thanks to groups like Yuki Spear. For me, yeah. when I started with Yuki Spear with our team, I just had such a strong f sense of welcoming by all the other Pacifica students. Yeah. Um, I have a really strong connection with a lot of the Melanesian students and I have really close Micronesian friends as well. So yeah. it's so important to me having that connection that when I do have these platforms that I am speaking for them and that I am helping them get into these spaces yeah. to then speak more on these issues. Um, say, for example, there, is an interest, there are international students who are watching this from the Pacifica community yeah. who want to, you know, uh, hear about how to uh, avoid those things uh, that we face uh, in order to settle well. So what are the things that you would suggest based on your experiences to have a smoother transition from not only the Pacific community to Australia, but also from, you know, um, from secondary or primary education to tertiary education. Yeah, definitely step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough because I think for a lot of immigrant children or for a lot of international students, it's that idea that you can easily just 
be classed in the one group of people right. and when you're not going out there and socializing with a diverse group of people yeah. you're limiting yourself right. so for me i can definitely say that for a lot of pacifica diaspora is because i was once that kid was that kid that was anxious and never liked to be social yeah. and i felt that the only way i can get the opportunities i want is through stepping outside my comfort zone so i was never a public speaker yeah. i hated it I also felt very nervous, but I knew that in order to make a change, you have to feel discomfort. Yeah, so yeah. it's all about feeling discomfort and um, making change through discourse. Yeah. So. Again, with stepping out of your comfort zone, um, so you did that, you completed your bachelor's at UQ. Yes. Um, you studied uh, advertisement. So now that you've graduated, uh, what, what what's next? for you personally, but also as someone who represents the Pacifica community. Yeah. Where do you want to see or what, where do you want the Pacifica community to be in the next 10 years? In the next 10 years, I want the Pacifica community to be seen on the map. I want us to be represented on our terms. Yeah. And I want there to be a shift in how particular genders are represented. Yeah. For me, I can only speak as a young Pacifica male, but I know the ideas of toxic masculinity, especially with the stereotypes that come with that, is yeah. something that we have to shift. Yeah. And that can only come with shifting the way people think and shifting mindsets and leaving traditional ways that are toxic to our people. Yeah. So also on that note, I, I want to see our people be more represented in spaces that don't necessarily fit our mold so yeah. for me as a creative pacific islander i've always felt very underrepresented right. so i always feel that in doing what i can do i can then help someone that is maybe similar to who i am yeah um but on the side of it i also do control or delete which is a a art exhibition that focuses on exhibiting in emerging emerging indigenous Pacific Islander and people of color. Okay. And we incorporate spoken word into that. Um, and just that process alone through the two exhibitions that we have done, I've seen the need for it. And I've seen the need of creating these conversations that come out of the artwork yeah. Yeah. and the conversations that come with the artists collaborating or meeting or just discussing the issues that they experience as indigenous Pacifica and people of color. Yeah. So I want to see more creativity being used to push our voices yeah. um, and to be able to find different mediums in which we can then grow as a community. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, once again, thank you, Tim, not only for thank being you. here, but uh, for doing everything that you've done um, in order to promote and be a voice for the Pacifica community. Thank you. Through <laughs> the radio, through exhibitions, through this co-founding a group here at UQ. Um, so thanks so much for everything. Thank you. And um, this is it for uh, episode two. I highly encourage that you check out Fresh Crew Radio on 4EB and uh, support the Pacifica community as well as Tim. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you next time.